Yeah. Uh, soon as I met you, ha, I already knew. Yeah, we could change the world. Uh, just me and you. You took me in. Uh, gave me your home. Huh, I knew we win. Uh, so I put you on. Them non-believers. Uh, they try to doubt us. Uh, look at them now. They can't say shit without us. Uh, Welcome to this week's episode of Municipal Mania. I'm Jesse, Francesca, and Melissa. This week we have an interview-packed episode to give perspectives on the recently proposed name change of the Southside Community Center to the Lonnie Battle Community Center. To learn more about the ordinance itself, we sat down with 9th District Councilman Mike Jones, who proposed the ordinance, as well as former 9th District Councilwoman Michelle Mosby, who has concerns about the process. We also had the opportunity to hear from the heavy hitter himself, who was raised in Southside, Lonnie Battle, aka DJ Lonnie B. Today we uh, have an exciting guest. We have several guests today, actually, but our first First guest that we have is Mr. Lonnie Battle. Yes. <laughs> welcome to the show. DJ Lonnie B. <laughs> hey, <laughs> welcome. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Oh, not too much. Just hanging out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can uh, start by telling us a little bit about yourself, that would be excellent. We'd love to hear about you. Uh, who am I? Lonnie B. Well, Lonnie Battle. Um, I grew up in the south side of Richmond. I went to Huguenot High School. I'm the product of a single-parent household. My mom raised myself and my brother by herself. I love music. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, I'm a family man. Uh, I have a, a wife, uh, three daughters, and a son. I'm a cancer survivor. Congratulations. Thank you. My husband Thank is two times cancer survivor, so I feel you. Thank you. Congratulations. Uh, it was it was it was kind of crazy for me because I was diagnosed with testicular cancer in 2013. So five years cancer free at this oh. point. And I remember around that time not knowing which direction everything was going to go, looking at the ceiling, wishing to myself, I wish I had a son. Because if I had a son, I felt like my son would be there to be there for his mom and his sisters. Mm -hmm. God forbid something ever happened to me. And, you know, everything ended up being okay. And then my son ended up coming right after that. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, truly a blessing. That's amazing. That prayer got heard real quick. Yeah, (laughs) yes. Yes. And and, um, he'll be too uh, on Halloween. All right. Halloween. Halloween birthday. Baby, we yeah. got a friend who's Sweet baby. Yep. So you grew up in Southside. So growing up, I think I saw that you were DJing at, at the community center. You know, what was it like growing up in Southside? How did you like get your start in your DJ career? My DJ career, I started at this place called JL Francis. Uh, that was the neighborhood playground rec center. Uh, my brother and a, a lot of my friends, we used to walk from my house to this center. I do remember going up there one day with two of my friends, and I think someone had left the rec center open. I was young. We were all young. We went in, and we took some things, and we got caught. Um, The guy named Alex Irby, who actually ran the center, whoever told him that I had this stuff, they came to my house, and I had a boombox. That was the one thing that I took that I got caught with was the boombox, of course. Of course. (laughs) So uh, we we turned the the boombox back in, but instead of sending me or, or turning me in, to the police or juvenile or whatever, he heard that I wanted to be a DJ. So he gave me the opportunity. He said, instead of you know turning you in, what I'll do it for your community service is just come up here and DJ these dances. At that point, that was like my I wanted to be a DJ, but I wasn't DJing you know anywhere else. So that was kind of where I, it really started for me. So every Friday, I w- we DJ dances up at JL Francis Rex, and all of the kids from the neighborhood came out. And uh, I have some video footage of it, but I actually DJ rapped and danced so at any given point i would be Whoa. djing and <laughs> it would be time for the dance contest so i'll play the song walk around dance in the dance contest then come back and you know finish that's the an entertainer yeah right there. <laughs> yeah so um but not, i feel like that is 
that saved my life. I, I would probably say that because you know I have a lot of friends that grew up in my neighborhood that didn't spend time at the rec center. And when my mom was at work, that's where my, my brother and I spent the most time. So, you know, I'm very grateful for the people there, Alex Serby, Jewel Lyon, uh, Dale Cook, and, and countless others who were there to, to be mentors or leaders for us while our parents weren't there because there was a whole bunch of things I'm sure that we could have got into. So, um, and, and, and I, I talked to Alex Irby a lot. I always thank him for giving me that second chance because without that second chance, who knows what I would have been remembered for, but giving me that second chance just gave me the opportunity to show my full potential as a, as a person. And that's so important. Hashtag second chance. Instead of calling the police on black people, <laughs> give, them a, give them another chance. Right? Give them a constructive, a constructive choice. 100% agree with that. I mean, if you gave, there's so many kids, if you gave a second chance to, yeah. that they would not be in the system today. Yeah. yeah. Glad somebody took a chance yeah, on you, I'm, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 I appreciate it. Growing up in Southside, you had the ability to get into the community center. What are other things that could have also helped? Are there things that you can think of right now that Southside needs and maybe that the community center doesn't have currently that you could see as a vision maybe for being someone that grew up in that area and kind of had that situation what do you wish was there it's, it's hard for me to say I don't exactly know everything that's there so if I say something that's there it's just yeah. because I didn't know that it was there but when I think of Richmond Recreation and Parks of course the first thing or just Recreation and Parks period I don't want to just label it Richmond but when you think of Re Recreation and Parks the first thing you think of is football basketball cheerleading, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of athletic and sports things. But in the world right now that's so media-driven, you know, I think it would be nice to have, you know, possibly a DJ school, uh, a local, like, imagine if they had a local internet radio station that the kids ran, you know? It, I mean, because mm -hmm. it wouldn't take much to put that together. And not only could they have fun, you know, d doing their own show, but it will also make them focus on reading and enunciation and things like that. And being able to get their friends and, you know, other people in the community to, to listen to their shows. So I think uh, that would be good. Photography, videography, in, in a world where everything is Instagram, Facebook, to teach these kids how to make their own videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, again, if it exists, I, you know, I don't know, but if, if they had their own uh, social media pages to show and display the things that are going on in the, the, rich, the recreation um, centers. Because if you're a child or a parent that's not aware, and you might see these things like, I want to take my kid over there, or I want to go over there and get involved. So, And you're right. Most people probably do think about the parks and rec aspect of it, of what kind of classes are there at night. And I, I probably had never thought about, you could teach kids how to be social media influencers yeah. and mm -hmm. make money off themselves. <laughs> mm -hmm. The biggest thing for the me, industry. you know, when, me coming up and... I have nothing against college at all. I think college is a great thing. But I don't think that if you don't go to college, you can't be successful. You know, and, and the one thing that I was blessed with was having the right people in my corner that encouraged me to follow my dreams. If I wouldn't have followed my dreams and I would have followed the path of what I felt like I was supposed to do, I wouldn't be sitting here in this seat right now. Absolutely. That's big. That's big. Yeah. And it's a different narrative. You know, we push, this generation pushes college on past two generations have pushed college on their kids so much that a bachelor's degree is not even... I know, and... You need a master's now. Almost like vocational schools are unheard of, and they should yeah. be focused on because not every child is meant for college. There's not. And there are good jobs out there that aren't college-bound jobs. The one thing I can say <laughs> that, that is humbling is I did want to go to college. I wanted to go to college, but as I said earlier... My, I grew up in a single-parent household, so my mom couldn't afford 
to send me to college. What she said to me, because by this time I was already DJing, I didn't have my own equipment. Mm -hmm. She told me that if I set out the first semester, she would buy my turntables because she knew I wanted to DJ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can go to school afterwards. Well, of course, it was time for me uh, to go back to school. She still didn't have the money, so it was time for her to purchase the turntables. She didn't have the money to purchase the turntables, so what she did was bypass paying the mortgage to buy me oh, those turntables. Oh, mama. Uh, <laughs> but that's but, what mamas do, though. Yeah. Right, it's what mamas wow. do. And, you know, you know, the blessing is she took a gamble on something that, you know, paid for herself, you know, over and over again. And then I guess the, the, the biggest part is my oldest daughter is about to graduate from college in four weeks from money that I was able to make being a DJ. So you know, it just came full circle. It's really powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With all of this, I mean, this isn't something that you asked for to have a, a community center. Like, I don't even know where I could go to ask to have something named after me. <laughs> I mean, if y'all asked, um, I mean, I would, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> can they rename City Hall after us? <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was for Doug Wilder. <gasps> uh, sorry. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. check yourself. Yeah, no, sorry, anyway. Y'all know um, that's Dwight Jones building. Shut up. So, so what do you hope... <laughs> So what do you hope comes? I mean, obviously you can't predict the future or like make any guarantees of things, but you know, having this humbling experience of having something named after you, like what do you hope people can get from it or take away from it? What kind of impact do you think it could have? I think overall, it's, it's key word is community center. I think whatever it is, it should, you know, represent what the community wants. You know, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want it to be renamed after me if the majority of the people didn't want it to be renamed after me. I think hopefully, regardless of whatever else is involved, it would be, it'll be a place that after everything, after all the smoke clears, we can all come together as one, as a community, and, and help do what's important, and, and that's be there for the kids. Do you see yourself, if it is named after you, do you see yourself being involved, being there more, hosting events, fundraisers? Definitely. I would, it, not even just because I would want to be, but I, I would feel the pressure. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't want my name on something and, and not uh, be involved. And I don't want to say pressure, whereas I feel like I'm forced to do it because my heart has always been uh, been in a space where I want to do things to inspire kids to follow their dreams and do things like that. Um, I feel like I've built a name and a brand where I can bring people together. I've done things at Virginia Museum of Fine Arts, I've, you know, I think maybe four or five thousand plus people at Second Street Festival, countless parties. We've sold out the national numerous times just off of my social media alone. So I was thinking, imagine if that same power could be used to bring light, energy, and money. Like money, yeah, yeah. Not not even just money. We'll say money, know, yeah, money. <laughs> so not even the, you know. I know a lot of times you, you have to go and they talk grants and the, things like that, but there's so many things that we can do ourselves. Yeah, you know. So. Um, I would love to be a person that could use my influence and bring it there and bring the money there and give it to whoever's running it. I'm not saying that I have to be the one that, to, to decide what's, what's going on with it. I just want to use my ability and my platform to draw, bring more, draw more funding. If I could do it for Virginia Museum of Fine Arts or these other places around here, why not do it for the kids? Yeah, the kids are definitely what it's about. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Who's going to enjoy a museum in the future? The kids. No, the kids, adult, the adults, the Don't parents of the kids kid. who go there for wine night. <laughs> <laughs> That's who enjoying the museum. That was too. That was too much. Okay, fine. Uh, never too much. Okay. <laughs> never too much. <laughs> Just saying. Keep it real. How did you feel when uh, Councilman Mike Jones put your name forth for the renaming? I was humbled. You know, I was definitely humbled to hear because. 
up until this point, you know, you, you would think that a person would have to pass away or, you know, something like that for a, a building or something to be named after him. So the whole thing was a shock, you know, to me. But again, it, it was it was humbling to be considered. Well, we thank you for coming on. We appreciate you for coming out. We think it's important to have these conversations because these are important conversations that are happening in our community. And we like to be all up in it. <laughs> Especially, though, when children are involved. When Richmond yes. City's kids are involved and there's a, a possible light at the end of a tunnel for them. Yes. Yeah, we want to we wanna talk about that. Yes. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, we appreciate it. You're welcome to come back anytime. Right, Maybe you. next time we'll get the turntable. All right, let's do it. We, we need a new theme song mix. <laughs> I got you. Maybe we can work on that. Riverside on Northside, but see, sometimes I be getting biz at the crib, Alani B and AZ. Recognized from Japan all the way to NYC. Still feel funny when I see my face on BET. We have a lot of guests today, like all of the guests in Richmond today, I feel like. But right now, we have Councilman Mike Jones. Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. <laughs> Second time around. Great to be around. Can, can I just say this right now? I just want to congratulate y'all on, uh, man, top 40 under 40. I mean, oh, all y'all. No, I'm, I'm, it, I think it's so, so dope to see people that are active in the community uh, and that, man, you guys are a voice. You know, you, you guys really are. We talking about, you know, Amari offline. You know, I remember drinking grape soda in my office our first time we met. Uh, you know, and, you know, Chelsea, the things that she does. Y'all are making such a huge difference in this city. I don't, you guys might know, but, you know, just kind of intuitively might think. But, no, let me tell you guys, uh, from the city council side, from the government side, you guys are really making a difference. So keep it up. Oh, thank, thank you. you for saying thank that. You, I appreciate that it. means a lot. And we really are an amazing company. Yeah, like I still am blown at that the they picked they us chose. amongst all those cool all those people. really cool people Yikes. who were doing wonderful things in the city. So thank you. Yeah. I just thought it was so dope that I knew so many people that were that were listed right. there. You must be popular. No, I mean y'all are. It's like I'm just connected <laughs> to some really cool people. That's how we I ain't feel nobody, too. man. We're, we ain't nobody. We've met some really really amazing folks through this mm -hmm. process, you yeah. included, and um, we're just really stoked to well, be I'm proud in that of y'all. Y'all keep doing it. Y'all keep doing Thank it. Thank you. It's nice. That's nice. It's yeah. nice to have a little bit of positive recognition. We get a lot of dirt thrown at us a lot. That's no good. pun intended. Good. So now for the hard all, questions. All pun uh, intended. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Hit them! <laughs> we are here, though, today to talk about also the uh, proposed change of the Southside Community Center to the Lonnie Battle Community Center. Mm -hmm. If you could just explain a little bit about what you're proposing and, and maybe why you decided to make the proposal. Well, when I came on council and got active with uh, the community center, just started doing some digging around to find out you know, more about the deal. I mean, because it was at the time uh, a pretty big thing in, in the area because there's not a lot of economic development, not a lot of construction that takes place in the 9th District. And so unless it's a club, unless it's a club, Jesus, <laughs> we got more of them, you know, but but I'm, I'm not gonna lie, honestly, I mean, clubs open up more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when the city did it, I know there was a lot of back and forth between Broad Rock Sports Complex and this, you know, the old rock site and things of that nature. And so I just wanted to better understand uh, the entire deal uh, so I could better serve uh, the community that I was elected to represent. So uh, we began um, just talking to the administration, Parks and Recs, to find out, man, hey, why the name Southside? Why the name Southside Community Center? Most of the other community centers are named after neighborhoods and things of that nature. And the one thing that came back was that it was a placeholder. Mm. Uh, they didn't have anything else to come up with. So we said, hey, Southside. Hmm. Uh, and that was the one thing that, you know, that was continuously shared. Um, but then looking at uh, the nuts and bolts of it, 
when you begin to look at the economics of the deal, you know, that was that was very concerning. Um, and then just looking at, wow, the programming that takes place there, uh, because anytime, anytime, any corporation, any government, uh, but since we're talking about government, anytime you buy a non-revenue generating asset, you better make doggone sure uh, of that purchase because we bought something that will not generate revenue, tax revenue, anything. Um, and so um, I wasn't on council at that time, but you know, as I looked at the at the numbers, uh, knowing uh, kind of what went on at uh, the old Rock, the old Rock Church, uh, with Geronimo Aguilera and all those things. Um, I knew some of the pastors that came out of there. One of the pastors came and uh, rented space uh, from the Village of Faith. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of kind of interesting, just all the information that came out. But when you look at a site uh, right there, when you look at a site right there, you're talking about $1.7 that they that they put into that uh, just to purchase the, the buildings and, and the property. That was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, schools needing to be renovated. And you look at all the deals that took place. You know, you're talking about... Uh, the uh, 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 the bike race. You're talking about uh, Stone Brewing. You're talking about uh, the Redskins. There were a lot of interesting deals that were made uh, before I got on council. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. you know, so okay, if some of those were kind. yeah, if some of those were very interestingly bad deals that we're trying to clean up now on council, I wanted to know just how far down that you know how far down the rabbit hole this thing went. And so we had a building that was 1.7. Uh, they spent another 2.4, 2.5 to just renovate uh, uh, an old building. I mean, let's just call it what it is, just an old dilapidated building, uh, because that's why The Rock moved out. Uh, it just didn't meet their needs. Um, came, came to find out that uh, three quarters of that campus is not usable. Mm. It just flat out is not usable. We couldn't even hold community meetings in their old sanctuary because it needed HVAC system and things of that nature. And so, you know, the plan now is uh, to tear down three quarters of it. So it's going to cost me, you know, we got another million dollars put in uh, the budget to uh, do site design, architectural designs, and demolition of the rest of the buildings. And so you're talking, I mean, let's just do the math. That, that, that's three, four. We're talking about four, almost four and a half million dollars, close to five million, and we have an old building. Yeah. Looks good on the inside, but on the outside, it's not, I mean, it doesn't have the curve appeal. When you look at the amount of money that was spent on it, um, and again, I know this simply because I've been buying churches for 10 years. Right. Right. Uh, we've been buying land for 10 years. So I'm pretty, pretty understanding. I have a pretty good skill set in this area. I'm not a developer or anything of that nature, but I buy large boxes uh, and have done that for a career. Um, with what they were looking to do, and this is just coming from the administration side, um, they wish they would have developed Rod Rock Sports Complex. Again, every all the major players, all the players on – Park and Rec side, they weren't there when all this, you know, when all this went down. So we're just trying to make uh, a situation that we inherited a better situation. Um, now, to, to, to name it, uh, what's in the name, you know, I want focus, I want people to focus on the numbers. You know, let, let's talk about numbers, the amount of the millions of dollars that went into this. Um, and so people are so focused on, oh, it's Southside, it's Southside. Southside just took a bath, you know, f flat out with taxpayers' dollars, took a bath. On top of that, the only thing that they're doing in there right now, basketball, football primarily. Mm -hmm. uh, and both of those, you don't need a dedicated gym. Chesterfield County, Henrico County, they do football programming at rec centers on fields. Mm -hmm. Basketball, they use John Roth Middle School. Chesterfield County, they use all their middle schools. And so you think about $4 million, we could have put that into 
one or two schools on the south side and built some really nice gyms, mm-hmm. you know, for, for that amount of money that kids could use for, uh, you know, PE and gym and things of that nature throughout the day. So, so, so what, what do we do? How, do? how do we drive programming there? Because that's what this thing is about now. Uh, how, and, and the reality is this, the city doesn't have money for, uh, uh, to fund the amount of programming to really begin to justify having a dedicated space. Mm-hmm. We, we, we just don't. I went by, they had uh, a sewing class for seniors. You know how many people were in there? Zero. Um, she was saying, this is not. I, I like to sew. You like to sew? But I didn't know there was a class. <laughs> There's a sewing class. There's a class, y'all. Um, and so, so we, you know, I asked, I asked the lady teaching the class. I'm like, well, uh, and she, she was paid staff. She's paid staff there. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, how many do you average when they do come? Guess how many? One. You got it. You are a sewer. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, so, so it's like, so, so we have paid staff here that are having classes that's no, that, that no one's attending. No one's coming to. And that's an issue. That, that, that's an issue. And this is a lot of backstory. Second thing, um, it, 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 was on, it was on TV a couple, two, three weeks ago. My neighborhood got shot up, literally across the street from me. Um, a 17-year-old girl who goes to Huguenot High School, uh, just some nonsense with some other Huguenot kids, and 30 shell casings later, they're moving to New Jersey. <sighs> three days before that, same neighborhood. Street over, they're shooting out of the house at another house. At another house, yeah. Social media beef. So the one thing that I hear when I walk streets, because I, I do a lot of walking in the neighborhoods intentionally, just one, I can get cardio, and then I get to see people. The one thing that senior citizens say to me, that my seasoned saints say, they always ask, what are you going to do about these young people? And again, it's not, it's not the two-year-olds to 12, 13. It's not. They're cool, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they're all right. But when they get into 14 and 15, on up that, that 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 high school age. They're out of the house. Man, they're, they're out they're of the house doing their own thing. We have to find something for these young people to do. Okay? That is the number one thing. I'm telling you, that is the number one thing. You ask anyone on city council, that's the number one thing. Because it's not that they don't like young people. It's they're concerned for them. Yeah. Right? They're concerned for them. I remember uh, when I was running, you know, because at the Village, we do a lot of cool programming for kids. We really do. We actually have fun doing a whole lot of crazy stuff. And, and so I was, telling, I was telling about all the things that we did in Henrico, all the things that we did over at Creighton and Fairfield Court, all the things we do out in Chesterfield. And one lady said, look, if you win, will you do that stuff here? You know, will you come do that creative stuff here? And I said, yes, ma'am. If, if y'all elect me, I'll do some creative things in the Ninth District. And so the one way that I believe that we can draw this generation is to get someone that speaks their language. You, you, you have to. You, you've got to do it. You've got to go. You have to give them a reason to put down the stuff that's occupying their space, their mental space. You have to give them a reason to come talk to you. You have to give them a reason to come and spend time in your space not doing what they were doing. Because for whatever reason, someone has a big enough lure to get these cats to sell drugs, to get them to shoot up houses, to get them to walk the streets. Somebody's got some hell of a lure right, to make that happen. So I want my hook. And my hook is the one that has been spinning hooks for 20 plus years, 20 plus years. Um, Lonnie B is a cultural icon in the city of Richmond. And not only in the city of Richmond, but around the country, period. And so to draw, man, I want to lift up someone that they can see someone who's from the ninth district, someone who's from Southside, went to Huguenot High School and is a part of their culture. It's part of culture. Southside is a community. It's, it's, it's really, Southside is uh, uh, south of the James, right? Southside just simply means we're not on the north side of the river. We're on the south side of the river, and that's good. 
But that's not drawn, folks. I know, I know, I believe intuitively that if we were to name this center the Lonnie Battle Community Center, and we put that up for people to see and share the story. It's so many people are focused on, oh, you're trying to honor the man. I'm not just trying to simply honor the man. I'm trying to inspire another generation. And my thing is, I'm cool. I'm cool with whatever. Find me a way to do it because ain't no one done it yet. Right. Ain't, ain't, ain't no one done it in this city yet. Everyone's going to say, well, hey, how are we going to reach him? What are we going to do? It's a shame nobody's doing anything. But as soon as someone comes up with a plan, they want to shoot it down because they're stuck on a name and not the numbers. You have an asset that sits empty. And I've got a way to get that thing packed out. I've got a way to get community interest, national interest, start a buzz, get some excitement, and have folks saying, you know what, we want to go down there. We want to hang out there. But, you know, hey, I'm only one voice. I can only write the ordinance. I need five votes on council. I need to hear from uh, uh, people in the community to hear what they say. Uh, and, and I don't know, does that answer your question? Because I can keep going. I can take another <laughs> breath, eat a gummy bear, and keep rolling. <laughs> Them damn gumbies. Them gumbies. I think you were walking actually towards the second question that we had actually was, I think there's been some criticism about the, the lack of community input around this at this point. So why did you decide to not talk to the community about it before making the announcement, or what is your thought process on what the community's role in naming a center like this should be? Well, well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got to read between the lines, right? You got to read between the lines. When people say he hasn't talked to the community, what they mean, I didn't speak to them. Let, 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 let's just call, you know, call it what it is. Okay. People are mad that I didn't speak to them. Okay. Oh, he didn't speak to the people he usually speaks to. Again, I didn't speak to the people they thought I should speak you to. You should speak to. Period. Mm-hmm. I have not broken my custom. I, I, I am a creature of habit, period, right? And so every every ordinance I've written, I don't care whether it's the tires, I don't care whether it's the monuments, uh, it does not matter. The one thing I do, I first do my homework, find out what the issue is, what all the underlying factors are. Then I talk to a few key people in the district to see what they think about the idea. Not not trying to get stuff signed off on it, because if you tried to poll everybody, you would not get a thing done. Secondly, I talk to the administration. You would have no idea how many of my colleagues write papers and never talk to the administration. Because I'll ask them, I'll ask Selena, Selena, did, did, did such and such bring this by y'all? Do, do y'all have y'all? We haven't seen it. And I think that's a travesty. I think it's a travesty that we're writing legislation for the city and we haven't even talked to the city administration. And so that's what I do. I talk to a few key leaders in district. Uh, I do my homework. And so with this one in particular, I talk to the part of the administration that's impacted by it. So I talk to, man, I talk to Deborah Morton. I talk to Chris Frelke. I talk to, I talk to several different people. Man, hey, what's, what's the deal with this thing? How do we make it happen? What needs to go on? Yada, yada, yada. Set the, again, and furthermore, talk to Mayor Stoney. Talk to Mayor Stoney. Talk to Selena Cuffey Glenn. They all knew about this long before. Then the next thing I do, because I do it on everything, I publish it. I publish what I am going to introduce because it is a public process. So guess who I tell it to? The public did that. Now, people don't like how it went because, again, I held a press conference for, uh, uh, for, uh, for the monuments, for the resolutions on the monuments. I did that. I told the press. I told them in advance, hey, here's what I'm looking to do. You're going to do it again? Yep, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> that that's I always do that with the tires. Hey, we're we're trying to clean up, trying to clean up the south side. Here's what we're gonna do, right? Um, and then yeah, I also try and poll the room to see how my colleagues are feeling. Do I have five votes? That's it. And I know I know my votes before I go in. So to say, and and guess what? So does 
my other eight colleagues. They all know whether or not they've got the votes or not. Mm -hmm. So at least as they go forward, they know, all right, I got to get two more, or I'm just doing this as, you know, I'm just going to make a statement. It's going to fail, but I'm going to make a statement. And so we all know. So people are just simply trying to say, oh, he broke process. I broke their process. And, and again, because we haven't looked at what they did on Redskins, what they did on Stone Brewery, what they did on all these different deals, we can't go back and, and, and look at their MO. But we can look at mine. We can look at mine. I do the same thing every time. I do my homework, talk to the administration because they're going to be impacted by it. And I want their feedback. I value their feedback. It's their jobs, right? And then talk to a few folk in district. Then after that, then I take it to a district meeting. And so my district has not, not heard about this because our last two meetings got canceled because of Hurricane Florence and Hurricane Michael. It didn't. The, mm -hmm. the stuff wasn't written then. And so my thing is now that it's done, it's prepared, now we got something to discuss. Here's what I'm looking to do. That's how I've done all of my legislation. Oh, it makes perfectly good sense. It makes perfectly good sense. Oh, that's and, why everybody's confused. It's all the gumbis. It's all the gumbis. You're smack dab in the middle of a very lit episode of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania. Mania, 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 mania. <laughs> With Francesca, Jesse, and Melissa. On WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. That's right. I just gotta do what I gotta do, yeah. I know you're watching me, so I gotta move up. We're taking all the jumpers with this follow through, uh. It's on this level, what you gotta do? And so the, the reality is this, I am a creature of habit. I'm going to use the same MO because it works. It works. And so there, people, people are concerned and people get to be concerned. They do. I recognize that. I'm not looking for consensus to do my job. They elected me to provide leadership. That, that, that's it. And so, you know, um, you know, the other piece, the other piece, you know, we need to make sure, you know, because we don't have money for a lot of these things. And so people are saying in the paper, well, we can't do it because it's going to cost the city nothing. No, I've got, I've got businesses that are lining up right now. If you do X, Y, and Z, here's what, we're, here's what we're willing to do. I know I can get different artists from around the country that will make the South Side the place to be. And people say, well, why can't you do it anyways? Why can't you do it? Why can't, if, you, if he's so interested, why can't he do it? It's not that he can't do it. The issue is it creates its own buzz by doing it. It creates its own story. And again, I'm sorry, this brother is from Southside. Why folk hating on that? Why folk hating? This dude is front. See, now, if, if he was out holding up stores, if he was running around not taking care of his, dude, this cat is a fan. I want everyone on the South Side to be like this. To buy a house where you want to buy it, to send your children to college, because that's what this man is doing. So so I don't need to lift up someone dead. I need for someone to walk in and say, man, they're going to they're bizzle right there. And to have him bring the folk that he works with and inspire these young folk. My son went through this. My son had a hell of an upbringing. He did. And the one thing this dude fell in love with was snakes. And I had an old teammate, Chad Brown. It, it, it's crazy. He has a cra crazy, crazy little deal. My friend, Chad Brown, played for the Steelers and the Seahawks. He had the largest, in, in the country, the largest snake breeding outfit around. And so we were in Colorado. I said, Chad, can I bring my son through? He's like, yeah. So I wanted my son to see you can take something you're passionate about and make a business out of it. And so we're talking, dude, Chad, the millions that he made playing football, this cat made bank selling snakes. This dude would go to Costa Rica and play. And so my son is walking through Chad's place, pro exotics. Just, Mesmerized. Oh, God. 
I mean, he's pulling stuff. I'm like, please stop pulling snakes out. <laughs> it was, I mean, that would be me. Like, nah, I'm good. But 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 the but live the, your the dream. Fact, the fact that I can point to someone and show him. Yes. This is what he did. That's representation, and, and that's and how he, that's black, right there, and you can speak to him. Our black kids need representation, and they need to see. They it. need to see business owners, entrepreneurs, teachers, lawyers, doctors, people. And regular everyday people. Some of them yep. just need to see a father. They yeah. just need to see success and action. It. Yeah. And so, 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 so again, if people don't want to do it, that's fine. Make your case. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Come holler and then give me a solution. Don't just shout me down and say, "Oh no, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh." Because again, I'm sorry. Thirty cases outside. Thirty shell cases outside my house. That's bull. Mm-hmm. That that that's bull. I mean, dude. I mean, dude. My son. I I now know what these kids go through in different parts of this city. I had to tell my son, hey, go lay down in the back room. He's like, what? I'm Get your butt up and go lay down in the back room. Every Because we got a pretty dope area, pretty cool area, man, everyone came out their houses. We're like, man, what the world is going on? Man, I got the chief on the phone. I'm like, chief, what is up? Get cars over. And so, man, but again, so I'm up until 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning. I got to get my son to school by 9. I'm dead dog tired. He's tired. And man, this is going on all across this city. And we tripping over a daggum name. About to make me cut. We got other things to deal it's with. It's okay. We can edit it out. Go right ahead. Uh-uh, because y'all <laughs> might not edit it out. We just want to show them raw, dog. I, 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 resp- I, I respect yes. how people feel. Yes. I respect yes. how people feel. Yeah. I have not circumvented any public process because that's coming up on the 8th, the 8th of November. What time and where? 6 o'clock p.m. Southside Community Center. Boom. Hopefully to be named the Lonnie Battle Community Center. Look, the reality is this. We get caught up on the wrong things. Mm. And, 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 I, and I'm going to say this because I am a black man. Black folk get caught up on the wrong things. Uh-oh. Flat Speak. out. Speak on it. The African American, again, th- there's no one that's going to come in here that has worked longer in the African American community than moi. That is not me blowing my, you know, tooting my own horn. That is just a fact, Right. From Mangahick Baptist Church up in King William County, Church Hill, Fourth Baptist Church, Village of Faith. Two locations we surround the city. Man, I know what it takes to get these kids. And what we're doing right now is not working. We're wasting money. You can run a football program and a basketball program without a gym. Mm -hmm. You just flat out can. So we've got to do something else. One last question I have is if the city were to put money into Southside Community Center and, and make it come back alive as far as putting more resources and everything there, what? What kind of time frame could that even happen on? Because I know there's a lot of stuff in the budget. I'm just curious if you looked at If this was strictly city funds. If, if it were city funds, we don't have the funding for programming. I was going to say, we don't have, I don't think we have we, we, city we don't, we don't. We don't We don't have the funding for programming. So you don't think the administration is on that? They're like, oh, you got, you, you got a way that you can get stuff in here and get resources in? That was my campaign promise, to bring resources and opportunities to the 9th District. I, so, it was, sure was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was all day long. And so these resources aren't going to be from the same river that everyone else dips their, you know, their cups into. Well, frankly, being honest in Richmond, they can't come from the same river that everybody else dips their cups into or we wouldn't have dilapidated schools. Yes. And so uh, and, and again, you're talking about three million dollars that went into a we, we bought an old building that still look old. I mean, it still looks old. Flat out. Y'all been there. It still looks old. It's got a nice skate park in the front, but oh no, that's about lot. to be. I mean, it, they have it, a whole lot more. Yeah, but I mean, come on. So, so the first thing I did when we looked, at, dude, the Park and Rec's director already changed the vision of the center because he he looked at what was, he's like, man, this isn't gonna work, and so he's flipped it up and changed it. And does he owe anyone a conversation, or does the man do his 
daggone job. Chris Frelke is getting paid to do a job. Bring your best practices from Raleigh, North Carolina, or wherever else, and man, make our city what to do. Now, we've got two parks, parks and a community center, less than two and a half miles from each other, right? Talking about the dueling banjos, we got dueling assets, right? And so, Broad Rock uh, Sports Complex was a dive. 2014, a story was done on CBS 6, I believe, and they talked about how bad it was. And so now I've got funding in and we're fixing it right now. Focus on the wrong stuff. They worried about a name, but you got more bottle caps than grass right down the street. Mm. And so what we've done, man, I got funding, got funding. Put We're putting up gates. We got the police going in. They're going to do patrols so folk ain't in there, you know, popping bottles and all those things. Folk focus on the wrong stuff. I want to make it family friendly. They just tore up all the concrete, you know, that was coming up. And they're putting down fresh concrete. They were doing that last week. And so that, that's what I'm focused on. You know, people elected me to provide leadership. And leaders, sometimes you got to get out in front. And the way I lead, I lead and listen. You can't, you, you, you can't pick one or the other. I lead and listen. So I have an idea. And it's, in my opinion, I think it's a good idea. Other people may not. That's fine. But let's find a solution and not just be so stuck and gung-ho and start name-calling and all this other stuff, calling me a dictator. Mm. That's bull. People don't know my heart. I'm trying to help black kids, but you want to call me a dictator. Mm. That's, that, 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 that's good. That's good. That, because that's all some people know how to do is name-call. Mm. They're going to say that Lonnie doesn't have the stature and resume, and you ain't even got a daggone degree. <gasps> Right? Oh, oh, and so, shade. so, so, oh. so that ain't shade. That's a damn tree. Wait a minute, hold on. We, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. We, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so you gonna drag this brother this, down? This tea. No, but hold it's on hot. now. You gonna you gonna drag this brother? This what you gonna drag this brother down? And all hold he's on. done is provided a living for his family and has changed culture around this country. Because yes. the reality is this. Just, Most folk don't know what Lonnie does because Lonnie ain't the brother that's going to sit up and talk about it. No, I'm such a humble soul. Dude, Seriously, the number of gold you, records yeah. that this man has done. Dude, platinum records. The people he's worked with. Find, dude, find the lie. The, 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 the artists that do. They, co- they come to him to get their records broke. Dude, do you know the number of people that are going to come through here just because we're no one ever honors people like Lonnie? The guys who came up. They never honor them. They want to honor lawyers, doctors, and bears. Oh my. Right? Lawyers, doctors, uh, 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 politicians, and even preachers. We get the buildings named after us because we did the work. Man, no, we didn't. We just got out in front of folks. Dude, been in radio for 20 years. Most folk ain't done nothing for 20 years. And he's done it, and he's been the leader. Period. And honestly, honestly, this... Oh, he left left Richmond's in Chesterfield. This dude could be in New York, Atlanta, wherever he wants. He chooses to stay in the Richmond metro area. I mean, but that's a part of the argument that I've never been able to understand. People leave Richmond all the time, but we name lots of stuff after people that leave Richmond. Arthur Ashe. Yeah. And I, I mean, y'all drove him treat, out. We cheesed him out. Y- y'all, y'all need to understand, my, my, my dad swam with Arthur Ashe. My dad grew up with Arthur Ashe. And does he need to live in the city? No. Does he need to die in the city that we recognize the son of this city? Heck no. Arthur should have, you know, people are like, Michael's not going to support the renaming of Arthur Ashe. Man, people don't know what I'm going to do because they don't want to talk to me and have a decent conversation, a civil conversation with me. Mm. You know, they just want to know what's your vote, what's your vote, what's your vote. And so, again, I understand the people on the boulevard and what they want to do and what they don't want to do. And I understand what, you know, Councilwoman Gray is trying to do. I can recognize and, and I accept both sides. You know, but again. You're trying to recognize someone who didn't live and die, who didn't, he didn't live his adult life here. And that's okay. He's from here. And he inspired people. And so I'm picking someone. I mean, dude, who, who, who's going to inspire the cat whose jeans are hanging down? And he listened to Yo Gotti. He listened to all these cats. You somebody know. that looks like him. Somebody dude. that he sees. And, and, and here, here's what I hate to say. Mike Jones won't even inspire him. Hell, I'm having a tough time inspiring my son. And I played football. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it real. And, dude, I played football. He plays football. But he's like, eh. So I've got to get folk around my son that will inspire him. Yeah, and the same thing works for the youth of our day now. Yeah. The same yep. thing. And so that's all I'm trying to do. That's all I'm trying to do. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude. Oh, man. Uh, 20,000 folk just packed uh, uh, the Wells Fargo Center up in mm -hmm. Philly. Mm -hmm. 20,000. 20,000. Honestly, if they could have had 10,000 more seats, they'd have packed it out. Mm -hmm. Why? To see and celebrate Meek Mill, mm -hmm. the son of the city that's back home, right? Yep. And so we don't want, dude, that's 20,000 kids, 20,000 young folk. Mm -hmm. And we sitting up here, hold, and I, I respect the people that feel that, you know what, we should keep it south side. I, I respect that. I'm not going to name call. I'm not going to do all this stuff. I respect that. But, man, here's what I'm trying to do. Help me out. Well, thank you for coming on and explaining yeah, thank everything. Thank you. And yeah. also, thanks for everything you're doing for the ninth for the city at large. I can't be 40 under 40, though. Boom. Drop that. That's okay. <laughs> okay. They're they going to have to get, like, 70 under 70. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I appreciate yeah, We appreciate it. You're welcome to come back. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. I came in the way. To fight, to conquer, to thrive, I came to win. To survive, to prosper, to rise, to fly. For our third interview for this packed episode, I'd like to introduce Michelle Mosby, former 9th District Councilwoman. Welcome to the show. It's your first time. Yes. Hello. Thank you all for the invitation. We're happy you. to have Thanks you. You're coming. Thanks. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, well, and um, <laughs> um, like you said, I am a um, the a former 9th District uh, Councilperson. Um, I am a resident still of the 9th District. Um, I mean, personals. I'm a mom. Um, I have... Two seniors, uh, parents. My mom is 76 and 80, and I love them dearly. Um, I have a dog, Dior, that I love dearly. And wow. um, I am a real estate broker with Icon Realty. And I have a nonprofit called Help Me Help You, which is geared to decrease poverty and uh, assist our returning citizens. Thank you. All right. So obviously we're here today talking about the Southside Community Center. Yes. Um, so could you just give us some background on how you're connected with the community center? Because I think you were involved in some of the early process with it. Uh, absolutely. So uh, 2012 um, was my first stint into politics ever. Um, in doing that, I went around and got a little information from former council representatives. I'm trying to get some understanding of things that perhaps um, – with some goals that just didn't come into play. And if the community still wanted some of these things or did not want some of these things. And in doing that, the community center um, was one of the higher on the list uh, of still a need and a want for the community. So it became um, a goal for me um, to see if I could then um, get the center for our district. So we were looking at some other places we had talked about um, from the ground up at the Broad Rock Park. Um, talked about a lot of things, um, but then things happened. We ended up riding past. We saw this particular building, and it was an aha moment. Um, I called uh, the then director, Dr. Merrifield, and he went by. He uh, looked at it. We kind of did the homework on it, 
and from there it became the thing. So at that point, it became um, the moment of how do we make the dollars make sense um, through administration and council. And so um, had some conversations with the community first um, because that to me is important. Um, do we want it in this place, in this 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 place right here? This is what we're, we're, we're about to propose. This is what I'm going to talk about. And in doing that, I went from there, to, from the community to um, the mayor at the time, and then went to our council members. And then it became a community center. And, and it became very important because at this moment, the community was so involved. We had so many meetings at Miles Jones School. Um, the community got an opportunity to determine how what was going to happen, um, what we knew that there were some buildings that had some issues and they were going to be torn down. The community got an opportunity to say, well, we'd rather have a walk around track. It was just so um, meeting after meeting, they got to put cards on a hat. It was just in-depth community. And so for me today, that's just kind of why it's that thing, because the ninth District didn't get that. We didn't get to be that. And today they found their voice. And I don't want them to ever lose that moment. They don't get you, you don't get to lose your voice once you found it. And so today the community center means something because they had a voice in it. So I know one thing that's come up is um, the difference of uh, the place at Broad Rock. And I know that's some of the, the criticism on it. But you mentioned that ultimately Southside, the, the where it is now, became the place. Um, and so versus ground up at Broad Rock. What was the ultimate reason of going in that direction? Um, there were a few things. I think it had some wetlands or something over at the Broad Rock Park area. Um, and it was, at the time, more costly, um, from my understanding, to build it from the ground up versus to get this particular building. Um, and so that's kind of how we got to a place of that versus this. Um, but both were looked at very, very closely. And so with all those community meetings and everything, I'm just curious, like with the name, um, how did the name, ultimately how did it become Southside Community Center, I guess? Okay, so yeah. the name was never um, a, a put in the hat type of a situation. Okay. Um, it was one of the, the I want to use the word bargaining tool, but in politics, that's kind of how life is. Mm -hmm. It was one of the things that helped me to sell it. Um, when we're talking about other council representatives, we have a few other council representatives that represent the South Side. And so um, wanting to help them to not feel as though this is just isolated, that there are some barriers that could be broken with us working together to put this South Side Center here. Uh, which was this week or last week was one of the proud things in watching the 5th, the 8th, and the ninth get together to have a senior fair because, once again, that was the goal when I went to Council, Councilwoman Trammell to say, help me to get this for us. Mm -hmm. Let's do this together. So once that happened and then um, the Parks and Rec came up with, they came up with the Southside Community Center, but it was a hit out the park. We all was like, oh, okay. It just worked. And so from there, nobody messed with it because it was something that wasn't broken. So we just let it work. A and if I can, if I can g give an honest thing, we as, and I'm going to say black people, a lot of times, and Francesco had to roll with me, I we use you. that South Side thing as our thing. Mm -hmm. We use our Jackson Ward thing as the thing. Yeah. And this was that thing for us as our South Side thing. Claiming your neighborhood. Yes, you were claiming your neighborhood. And so that's why, again, it's important to make sure you're having a conversation because it's, for some people, really personal. Oh, of course. And so I, I realize that, you know, maybe not everybody, in case you missed it, Michelle Mosby might not agree with the name change. <laughs> well, um, or I don't agree with the process, for one. <laughs> right, so that's why I wanted to kind of let you 
go there is is you know what what is your actual opinion on it if you wanted to speak to that specifically because we've been kind of talking around it but okay. just what is your opinion of the chain name change okay so first i am one of the people in life that you'll find that i understand that there are nine people for a reason because there is a five and there's a four there is a moment where you will win and then there's a moment where you'll lose and i'm okay with that I believe that because I was okay, that was how I got to be president of council, because I'm okay with winning and losing. And past that moment, we're past that moment. I just believe that the process of us getting there needs to be fair. And um, when this was all coming about, there was things out of the councilman's control, the tornadoes came about, and so with that, the meetings were canceled, two of them. And in counseling them, we got to a place where we all looking on social media and it's congratulating Lonnie on this proposal. And I felt like you should have counseled that too until you had a moment to sit down with your community and then you go forward with what you like. You, you can like what you like. You can see how you like it and know why you like it. I'm okay with that. You can fight for why you like it. I'm okay with that as well. But I'm not okay with us being we were canceled and then this wasn't that's not how you handle your people to me so what what does community engagement look like to you well when you're a council person you have the ability to draw so you're having a meeting each each month and because you're having a meeting each each month you're not in a in the same state of going door to door they're coming to you right so at that moment you're able to say these are the things that are going on, and it is your responsibility as a council person to make sure that your people have the information and the knowledge of not just what's going on in the district, but citywide. That's what your job is. And so for, for them, you didn't need, this is, this is one of the moments where it's not even a downtown situation. It's direct, this is not indirect. This is in your district. There is no way that anybody should have woke up and their first thought was, it's on social media. That's not, that's disrespectful. I can definitely see how that can definitely blindside people, I think, and surprise them. Um, if it had been anything else, we, we just went through something in the Blackware area where they felt like developers didn't, you didn't go door to door. You didn't, you, you did it in a way that was off, off tilt to the community. Same situation, different players. And we got to figure out how we're going to do process. If we're going to do process, do process. But we have took too much time getting the Ninth District to care. Care enough to speak. Do not take that from them, especially when you're the person that they voted for. No, absolutely not. That's not the way you handle it. You don't make them feel like they don't have an option. And today, because you've congratulated, today because you've put it on the news, today because you kept going forward and you never said, you know what, y'all, I apologize for how this went. It was not my intent to push this past you. But you kept going when you knew we were offended. That's not how you handle stuff. Well, and it puts Lonnie in a bad position, It does, too. And, and we it, love him. And, right, you love him, and it, it, he's gotten um, negative attention yes. when it, it shouldn't it have should happened. It should not have way. happened. And, and when I—you will always find you won't have to go around the, the, the batter to find out what I feel. I called my councilman and had this discussion. Please don't do this to him. Because we love Lonnie. We don't want Lonnie to be feeling some type of way as if we're personal. No, we're not personal. I've gotten backlash because I speak out. And once again, I sat on council. I watched uh, second district councilman uh, put something forward. I watched uh, uh, 
Pantelay come and disagree or agree, nothing say it. But when you're an African-American, when you're a black person and you go to disagree, no, I got a problem with Councilman uh, 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 Jones. I don't. You got a problem with Lonnie. I don't. I disagree with how you have handled us. You mishandled your people, and I don't agree. And I don't get to shut up because I've been on council. I don't get to, you don't talk, Michelle, because at this point you look like you're fighting against him. No, I ran for council to speak up and I taught people to speak up. And you can't shut my voice down today. You're still a community leader Absolutely. in the 9th District. Absolutely. So at this point, I know that he's having a meeting, I think, on November 8th is what's yes. happening. Yes, 6 think, coming up. Yes. Um, but at this point, knowing that that's happening, I guess, how do you make something right like this? You know, what would you like to see come from the situation going forward? At this meeting. A a yeah. At this meeting. I don't know how the people get to a place where they can trust that this meeting is not a formality because that's how we feel. Because once again, when we, some of the people that have been close with him contacted him, he didn't stop. It was like every morning you woke up and it was something else happening as if this is what I'm going to do. So I don't know because on, on that day, I don't feel like it's a sincere, any sincerity in it. I feel like this is just simply a formality. The, now the administration have said, you need to have talked to your people. And so now I'm going to talk to my people. Do you have anything else? I, I, I don't know if you guys have questions, but those are, those are everything I, I had question-wise. But yeah. I also wanted to give you an opportunity if there's anything else that you wanted to add, Michelle, to any thoughts or opinions about any of the situation. Well, yeah. Do you have a vision yourself yeah. for um, Southside Community Center? Well, the, the vision is there. The, uh, uh, I read in the in the uh, free press or somewhere where he kind of gave the information about the buildings around it being torn down. We already know that. It's not something that the community didn't know. Where is the information that we had the meetings about? Let's not why are we not talking from that place? Mm -hmm. I think that that it's not fair that we're we're acting as if we're starting from an end place when we're not. Everything that he posted in the free press was something that in these meetings we already knew. And the ball, the, the baton passing was for you to get dollars to help it be a better place. Well, thank you so much for coming out here and continuing to be a voice in the community. I, I know that was something that when you ran and, and unfortunately didn't win for mayor, that was something that we always wanted was to keep hearing you speak <laughs> out <laughs> with your amazing listening faces. Like when people are talking, <laughs> very attentive. Well, okay. Because we know you things. are listening. Yes, like, I am. I'm listening. Actively, you're a very Michelle. active listener. I think is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yes, yes, And yes. it's appreciated, Michelle. Thank you you're very so welcome. much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I want you all to know that I support my councilman. I really do. This is a hiccup. Yeah. But I support my councilman. I well, really do. This is why we have a democracy. It's important that people understand, especially with uh, election day about to come up. Yes. You know, y'all need to go out and vote. <laughs> this is why. This is why the process works. Um, just because someone may disagree or may have a different opinion or a different voice about something, it's important that you voice that opinion and make yourself heard. And and we want you to do so. And by going to vote. Thank you. That's my PSA for the day. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. You're Thank you. Thank You're you. Thank you all. Awesome. And to close us out in regular tradition, RPS is still not fully funded. Flint still has dirty water, and Richmond is most definitely still racist. Thank you so much to all of our guests today. As always, if you'd like to continue this discussion or start another one with us, you can hit us up across all social media at RVA Dirt. Until next Wednesday, folks, when we have our 
live post-election coverage. That's right. I said live. We're going to do a live show next Wednesday, 11 a.m. Tune in. Stay classy, Richmond, and stay involved. Step two, taking rappers out feels better than sex do. I'll flex you and ask you where the next crew. Rapping hard enough to bust a vessel. You slept on the skills of Lonnie B. Now with pieces, what it rests you. At your wake, you woke up. Too late, you broke up. Thought that I was on some show stuff. Had your itty bitty hopes up. Never that. I'm never whacked. The way I rap, I'ma be paid like a brother selling icebergs. Where the devil at? With speed, I stick to tracks like minute. While you sweat my techniques from beginning to the ending. Every beat couldn't rock this Virginian. I rock him on point like John Stockton. Got hard to get swapping to the dish that I be dropping. From Southside to Compton. Before you step to me, check your options. Got a little juice and think.